welcome to Dynastream's podcast, I said a prayer for you today. My hope is that you will be powerfully encouraged through real life situations, prayers, and encouraging words. Each episode is from the heart, not trying to be perfect, just being real for real needs. Feel free to share these episodes with those that you feel may need some loving strength. All right, let's begin. Hello, my friends. I want to encourage you today from Deuteronomy and from areas in Matthew and Luke and Mark. So I'm going to read it to you directly. And it's the great commandment. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand that should be on the front list between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. What is that all about? All those on your hand. It's all about reminding yourself to love who the Lord is and to love. And you see, if you remember, I shared with you from Nehemiah. He wanted you to remember the Lord and to fight for your brethren and to raise up that that shield to build the faith and the sword of the Spirit, your weapon of warfare, the shield of faith, to build up. And so I want to encourage you today because it talked about in Nehemiah, Nehemiah's prayer about failing the commandments of God. And so I want to step forward. Jesus gave us the great commandment, a new commandment. And he was tested through that. And even when he was delivering that, um, I'm going to go back over here, but you you know that the new commandments, the new commandments he gives you, there are two of them. What are they? And I'm going to give you, it's going to come to remembrance. What are the two commandments? Yeah. To love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And that will confuse the religious leaders. And when there's an area, and I can't remember remember where it is, but when he silenced the Sadducees, then another group said, well, you know, I'm going to rise up. And a lawyer decides to test him. And he asks about it. And then Jesus asks him, well, what is your reading of it? And he read, the, he read it to him. He read him what it, what it wrote. The same thing. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. The second, like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And it confused him because, well, who is my neighbor? So he's going to continue to question him. Well, after he had answered that, that lawyer's question, then the leaders amongst themselves started talking. You know, they kind of do that. They go off to the side, start talking amongst themselves. And it confused them. And then they decided not to ask him any more questions. Because what happened if they were to ask him more questions about that? It would confuse them even more. It would solidify his purpose even more. To love the Lord your God. And so out of Nehemiah, 
Remember, I shared the commandments and his fight for his people to build up their faith, their build up in trust in who God is. And he gave the commandment through Moses. And then Jesus comes. He gives him a new commandment. He rises from the dead. New commandment to love the Lord your God. That is the two new commandments, the Lord your God and your neighbor as yourself. Well, my friend, if you don't love yourself, it's going to be pretty hard to love your neighbor. And who is love? God is love. And if you don't know him, if you don't know him, you can't know who you are. And in order to know who you are, you must know first who he is. Because he is love and he gives you the love. And it pours through you. And so you're like, well, the commandments, people want to go back to those commandments. This is what we know of religion. Do not do this. Do not do this. Do not do this. Do not do this. The rules and regulations. Because they want to go back to the rules and regulations because they go, I I can measure up to that. This love thing, I don't know about. Because if you love, if you love God, the one true God, you're not going to have other gods. If you're loving him, you're not going to take his name in vain. If you love him, you're going to honor your parents. You're not going to kill. You're not going to commit adultery. Love isn't going to steal. You don't want to steal from your neighbor. If you're loving your neighbors, you're not going to steal from them. If you're loving your neighbors, you're not going to want to bring up false witness against them. If you're loving them, you're not going to want to like covet their wife. If you're loving them, you're not going to want to covet their goods. If you're loving your neighbors, you're not going to want to do things against. You're going to want to pour out more love. Because God is love. If you're seeking first who God is, remember in Deuteronomy it said, Hear, O Israel. And how do we hear him? Remember when I shared with you about faith? Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. So if you're going to hear, O Israel, you've got to be in the word of God. In order to have faith, you have to hear. In order to hear, you have to be in the word of God. So in order to love, you have to know who he is. How do you know who he is? Going to the word of God. When you know who he is, you're going to hear him. And when you hear him, you're going to have faith. And by faith, mountains are moved. By faith, impossibilities are possible. By faith. Because of what? Love. The new commandment. To love the Lord your God with all your heart. Not just part of it. Not just the parts that are convenient. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. And remember, the soul is kind of like that selfish ego stuff. It's all about us. If you love the Lord your God with even that selfish part of ourselves, you're not going to want to do things that are against who he is. And there's like a story told, I don't know, I think it was probably like in teenage years, and it's really to communicate what it really means. You know, to when you tell teenagers and someone's like, well, you know, they fear their father. Well, I don't want to do this because my dad, you know, ooh, my dad will come down on me or my dad will come down on you. Well, think about it at a higher level. You don't want, you, you don't want to do it against God because he's with you always. Teenagers and stuff, they'll be in their parents' house for a season. And then they've got to trust in almighty God. And that's why it's important for parents to raise up a child in the way he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. And I even still wrestle with God. But Lord, you know, even you said that he's going to come back and he won't depart from it. But if you don't give him a chance to not depart from it and you walk with them and, and it starts to cause you to question your faith. 
and then your trust and your love of God. And who wants to cause that? The enemy of God? The Antichrist? Satan? Whatever names people give him to it, those who do not want you to know God's love is real. The kingdom of heaven is real. The Holy Spirit is real. Father, Son, Holy Spirit is real. It's tangible, substance and evidence. It's tangible. For who God is to love. So my friend, even though we fight for the brethren and, and you have that the the cry of Nehemiah's heart, the cry of Jesus' heart is Lord, if I don't have to do this, you know, please, if there's any other way. He knew what he came to do. He went to the cross for you, for me, for the world. Because we couldn't do it for ourselves. That his love would come into us and begin to do a work in our hearts. That only he can do. The world will try to do it and manipulate you into accomplishing their agenda. I've heard people um, say, trust your subconscious. Okay, your subconscious is pre-wired from many years ago. Society would have programs, teachings, um, schooling, whatever it is programming the subconscious and if you trust it now based on what they wanted back then to program it into the minds of children and some of the programs that were out there then that's what's going to be happening now when you tell them to trust that but if there if there's no love of Christ if there's no love in the word of God to lead and guide you can't trust that and when you have religion the do's and don'ts and accomplish this and don't do this and don't do that. It's all about rules and regulations. It's supposed to be about the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is supposed to be the love of the Lord. Not the fear of the Lord to be afraid because fear when not properly utilized is a tool of the enemy. You know, as a child, you know, this the story, the teaching not to place your hand on the stove because it's hot. You can show them the way. This is fire. This will burn. This will hurt. This particular mirror, this particular uh, material will burn. This particular meal will not. A pot is made of a certain substance that it will not burn in the fire. This other stuff, when placed in the fire, will melt immediately. Some things cause the purities to rise up. And that's where the value is. Some things in the fire will cause it to just be gone. So depending how people want to use the fire and the words and all of this, it comes down to perspective. But if it's the, it's, if it's the subconscious based on what you've been through, what you've seen, and trusting that the programmings of the past well, there's people that want to reprogram your mind, reprogram your spirit, reprogram your soul. To what? Are you reprogramming it to the love of God? Is God doing the reprogramming through his presence, his word, through prayer and worship? And mind you, even well-meaning people can utilize worship and songs to manipulate and hypnotize I began to see songs of worship up on the screen and they put all these little things to make it fancy behind it. 
be careful. Be careful you're not seeking the next extravagant presentation of God's worship. It begins with the worship of your heart with God alone, you and Him. Audience of one, worship the Lord your God with with your words, with your song in your heart. Lift up your voice to the Lord from whom your help comes from. Love Him in your personal space, you and Him first. You begin to recognize those things like, "Mm, I like to look at words on the screen because I can't always remember all the words. I've asked, you know, Lord, help me. I would place words, lyrics in my shower because I like to sing in the shower. Audience of one. The power shower. You know, Lord, as, as this water cleanses my body, washes me clean, Lord, cleanse my soul, my spirit, my heart, that I might be pure before you. Does that make me perfect? No. Does the enemy want to come against that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, you think you could do this? Who do you think you are? It's not who I think I am. It goes beyond that into learning to know who I am. Because your thoughts can change. Your thoughts can be fickle. Your thoughts can change in a room because people have conversations in a room. It's almost like, this is how I described it to someone. People who might be gossiping in a room. It's almost like they're releasing all these little atmospheric germs in the room. Somebody else walks in the room and then all of a sudden they they get those germs. They may not even know it. They go into this room, a next meeting room, you know, say you've got a class or there's a a meeting and all these women or men are like chattering and all this stuff is released into the air. Oh, we're just, we're just venting. But it's all in there. And then people come in or children come in. Now all of a sudden they're angry or they're, they're running away from home. Okay. What germ was released in that room? Oh, this woman wanting to leave her husband. This husband wanting to leave his wife. The lust. They're wanting to go out for drinks. The youth come into that room next. Next thing you know, they want to go out drinking. Why? Because the adults before them, people before them, were having these conversations in the room thinking nothing of it. It releases it into the atmosphere. They're hanging out like germs. Where are those germs going to settle? The next thing that walks through. That's kind of how like that spiritual environment works. But when you are releasing prayer in that room, you're releasing prayer and, and goodness and worship to God, repeating his scripture, sowing it back to God, speaking it. And it's not fake it till you make it. It's speaking it. Lord, this is what I learned in my heart this morning. I, I don't feel it in there, but I know it's in there. It's rising up. So I'm going to speak it back to you. God's rising it up because when you share it from your heart, through your mouth, with your mind, your focus on him. Great and mighty things can happen. And so, my friend, when you go to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength, this is the first commandment, the great commandments. There's two of them. And when you follow the great commandments, the other ones fall under submission to that. The great commandments, the submission of the religious commandments. Because only Moses could go up and pray on this mountain. And he was so in awe because the others were afraid. But he was religious. And Moses did great things. Because without that time in the Old Testament and the Moses and all of these things that were accomplished during that time. (coughs) We wouldn't know 
why this grace and why this new commandment is so important. How hard it was. When you don't know how hard the battles were of the past, you don't know the grace that's sufficient, how significant it is. And so my friend, when you love and God is love and you seek him, faith, hearing, the word, God, love, all together. You get in his presence with his word. You open it. You begin to read his scriptures and his truth aloud. Even if you're just reading it aloud, it's going to go wherever God sends it. And so as I encourage you, even this small step of faith to encourage you, I'd say an audience of two because God's uh, he's right here. He knows. He sees. He knows where my stumbling blocks are. He knows where my errors are. He knows that if, if my words don't, if I can't get that one particular thought, and he knows what it's going to cause for you. Well, you want to look that up. Is that really true? Go look it up. I don't declare to be perfect. There's only one perfect one, God himself, who came in the, in, in the flesh as Jesus Christ walked among us, died an excruciating death upon the cross, and now we have the Holy Spirit. You trust in Him. If you're going to follow anyone, follow Him. His love, His lessons in life. What does He mean by this? Because you know what? There's people bearing burdens all over the place. With their, their shield and their sword fighting battles you know nothing about. There are some equipped to do far greater and there are some that are still learning and growing but God's going to protect them. Are you doing your part to rebuild the walls of the trust and the faith in who God is? Are you doing your part? And your part could be a simple as learning and growing and knowing how much he loves you. Because when you know how much he loves you, you know who you are. And you cannot know who you are until you know who he is. You might get a false sense of who you are. The world might try to convince you who you are. You might think who you are is what you've done, where you've been. But when you know you are first God's child, a heavenly being, that is first and foremost who you are. And he will teach you in the way you should go. He will lead you and guide you and tell truth. That's what he promises to do. That you can love others as yourself. Because when you love him, you know who you are. You can love yourself in order to love others. You can't love others if you don't like yourself. If you don't even like yourself, how are you going to love yourself? Have you ever heard someone say, well, I love you, but I don't like you? That's a really tough one. It's more like, I can love you, but I don't like what you're doing. You can't love someone and not like them. You can love them and maybe not like certain actions. Because remember, behaviors and actions have spiritual roots. Because you're dealing with a spiritual action, a spiritual response, a trauma response. It takes a spiritual root, brings fear and anxiety. Some of what people are responding are are based in fear and anxiety. 
Where's the root of hate? Fear. So when it all comes down to fear, who are they fearing? People, man, situations, circumstances, are they fearing the Lord? And the fear of the Lord and the love and the grace and the mercy and the trust that nothing is impossible for him. But if you're not first hearing, it's hard to have the faith and the trust. Because even in that faith and trust, you're like, but I haven't seen it yet, I haven't seen it yet. That's where you build the strength and the faith. So my friend, I just wanted to encourage you with that. Because out of Nehemiah and the building of the wall, the building of the faith, the building of God's people, the building up of God's people, and you realize the new commandment. The cry of Nehemiah's heart is, we failed him. We've all sinned against the commandments of you, Lord. So he's like, I'm going to give you a new commandment. I took it all upon myself on the cross. I'm going to give you two, the great commandment, which consists of two parts. Two. And they're rooted and girded in love. And if you are loving, it's hard to do this other thing. If you are loving, it's hard to hate. It's a battle, I know. And maybe that's why the battle within is, is that struggle. How do I love, but this happened? How do I avenge, but this happens? How do I fix this and still love? How do I love and, and, and fight this battle? Like, Lord, I don't know how to do that. I will teach you and train you. And he will walk with you. He's gone before you. And some people want to see the future. They want to see what's going on. I used to want to know like 10 steps ahead. I was afraid to take those steps. I needed to know, okay, if I take this step, then what, 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 what? Okay. I don't like that result. So I'm not going to take that step. Well, what if I take that step and I end up in the wrong direction? You know, like they do that teaching of two degrees. Well, sometimes it causes you to fear taking that step. Well, I might be two degrees off in this first step and that's going to put me way over here. If I take that first step, maybe it's in the wrong direction. And so you don't move. It's like that paralysis. Even the spiritual paralysis. That's the bondage of the world. To get you to not walk by faith. Because you know what? By faith, you might be that two, the two degrees and the world's going to say, you, you, you step wrong in that first two degrees and you're going to be way over here. And God says, I can cause the winds of change to shift and get you back on track. Because when you believe nothing's impossible for God. Remember, he caused a migratory... A, a bird's migratory path to change in order to feed a nation. He can cause the waters to part. He can cause it to rain where they hadn't seen rain in who knows how long. And so, my friend, get in his word. Trust your faith in who he is. And he will do things that seem impossible because he is the God of the impossible and makes things possible. He is the way where there seems to be no way. You go to the door. And the enemy flees. You go to Christ. Take it to the Lord. The enemy flees. You worship and raise your voice to God. The enemy flees. Because darkness cannot exist in the presence of light. And it only takes even like a mustard seed of faith. You just have one tiny bit of light. There's still light. That darkness cannot exist in that place of light. You increase that light, the darkness has to go farther. And so, my friend, <clears throat> I want to encourage you. We have the battles. You fight for your brethren. And much like in Nehemiah, building up the faith. 
you come into the New Testament, Old Testament, they work together. Because without one, you can't appreciate the other. You can't comprehend what it truly means. The fulfillment of what Jesus did. All these things that were battled against. Well, this can't be. This can't be. And all, all the prophecies that were spoken of and the fulfillment of those. Only God can show you, reveal to you. Let him reveal you. Reveal to you the truth, the way, the love, the light, the grace, the mercy, the fruit of the Spirit. Where his peace actually resides. And so, my friend, I just want to encourage you with that today. Look up. I mean, even if you want to research the, the two great commandments, the new commandments he gives to us. And it stems even out of Deuteronomy 6, Mark, chapter, whatever this is, 20. I think it's in Matthew. It's in Matthew. It's in Mark. It's in Luke. And if I look through John, it's probably in there too. But I have to look and see. But I remembered when it said here, O Israel, there was a two-part to that. Hear and then love the Lord your God. How do you hear? By the word of God. Remember, faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. The word of God is the sword of the Spirit. The Spirit is a living, breathing essence of God. Pretty cool, huh? He's alive. He is for you. He loves you. He will never give up on you. He goes before you, walks with you, and is your rear guard. Build your faith and trust in who he is. But how? Step into his word. Let him lead you and guide you. I'm here to encourage you can't do it for you. No one can do it for me. God's the only one that can do that. God's the only one that can save. He's the only one that can accomplish spiritual things. We can pray and lift up our words and we can battle in prayer, but it is God who takes care of it. He hears the hearts and the cries of his people. And when you touch the heart of God, you have the support of God. You have all the power and he is above all powers and principalities. He loves you, my friends. Don't forget that. Remember the Lord. Remember what you learned. Remember he loves you. Remember that child song? Jesus loves me, this I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Did you start singing that right along with me? When your focus goes on to the purity of a heart, your heart as a child singing that song because the purity knew Jesus loves me. Let your heart not be troubled. Go look that one up too. So I'm going to read from Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. 
And may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for listening to Dynastream's podcast, I Said a Prayer for You Today. For more encouragements, visit our Facebook page at Dynastream LLC. That's D-Y-N-A-S-T-R-E-A-M-L-L-C. We'd love to hear from you. See you there.